This is John Deke, celebrating 25 years of the Very Young Composers, a program of the New York Philharmonic. And the piece we are hearing is by Cameron Cowan. It's called Harlem Shake, which she composed and orchestrated when she was 11. This is scene 38, a new colleague, collaborators, and two Brooklyn girls. The season 2017-2018 at the Philharmonic and abroad saw multiple changes and an advancement of the VYC to startling new levels. I really don't know where to start. They all seem to happen at once or in quick succession. After trips to the UK, to Finland and China, the summer of 2017 saw another outstanding session of the Very Young Composers at Vail, Colorado with Conrad Keane, his team, and a superlative new teaching artist he hired named Jessica Mays, who had been an administrator at the Colorado Symphony, and more about her soon. After the Vail concerts in late July, I drove my rental car up from Denver to Driggs, Idaho, to rejoin my family. Driggs is on the western slope of the Grand Teton Range, directly opposite Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Now, this was the summer of the great solar eclipse, which cut right across the Tetons in its totality. I mention this because it surprisingly produced in me, and in many others, I'm sure, a profoundly spiritual and inspirational experience. After returning to New York City, a journalism graduate student from Columbia University named Yvonne Juris had heard of me and asked me to give her an interview, which she was going to pitch to People magazine. I told her to contact the Philharmonic's Public Relations Department for further information and photographs, which she did. But meanwhile, she interviewed me at length, to the considerable advantage of both the Philharmonic and the VYC program. To her surprise, People magazine accepted and published it. Her introduction was interesting in that she began approaching her subject not so much musically as expansively and quoted some of my eclipse experiences and thoughts, comparing them to Neil deGrasse Tyson, which, uh, needless to say, I hardly deserve, but she also included some impressive photos which the Philharmonic forwarded to her, particularly of our VYC work in China. Alan Gilbert was then our music director, and he had conducted two adolescent girls' works, one from New York, Hawasako, and one from Shanghai, Liao Xuan, both 13 years old. Once more, what a media splash those two girls made in the Chinese papers and on television. Anyway, that same summer marked a tragic event, the sudden passing away of one of our well-loved VYC students, Chloe Henry, age 10. We performed one of her last pieces, Skipping Stones, at the atrium at Lincoln Center. You could almost hear her skipping away from us. Doc Wallace later wrote a beautiful, uplifting tribute to her for violins. 
And then in the fall of 2017, something else occurred of great importance. As I just mentioned above, we continued to build the program in the Vail Eagle County affiliate of the VYC. I was in the process of handing over the organizational reins of this affiliate to Conrad Keene, when I also noticed how well his associate, Jessica Mays, seemed to connect with the children. She was a rare combination of a fine professional composer, recently graduating with a master's degree from McGill University in Montreal, had an administrative leadership skill, and a love for and a soft, deft touch with kids. My dream for years had been to have a full-time VYC staff manager. In fact, I had outlined a growth plan whereby the VYC staff could encompass six professionals plus scores of teaching artists, which I felt would be necessary were we to approach the vision I had of the movement's potential growth. Eh. I felt this not only possible but necessary if we were going to reestablish the symphony orchestra at the center of human aspiration and emergent innovation. In short, I needed to reach that tipping point. So that might be out of the range of possibility for the moment, but I was nothing if not patient, and so I said I would gladly settle for one full-time manager. I might add here that many people, friends and administrators, have been urging me to leave the Philharmonic to form a nonprofit and search for a major independent funding source. I know that Marin Alsop's Orc Kids, for example, had grown big enough for that program to detach itself from the Baltimore Symphony and form its own nonprofit. Also, Vijay Gupta's wonderful program for the homeless, which detached vis-a-vis -vis the LA Philharmonic. Lots of examples of this. However, the thought of the paperwork and the desk sitting daunted me, but mainly I'm loyal to the Philharmonic. And whatever that means, it means this. What the Philharmonic has given me all these years, the uncountable joys, the scope, the encouragement, support for my family, and especially the music itself. So I went back to New York and urged the New York Phil the management, to hire a full-time VYC manager. I especially leaned on Ted Whippard, I guess, and finally a way through was accepted. I would reduce my salary, but not my leadership position. The value of the VYC to the institution had become unquestionable. A job description went out, applicants were considered, Jessica applied, and I urged her to be chosen. And believe me, there were some pretty impressive applicants. In short, Jessica Mays was accepted, hired, and reported for work in September of 2017. I was overjoyed. We went to work right away and not a moment too soon. The program had recently expanded to Israel, Africa, and the Middle East. In New York, the bridge programs had expanded to three levels and looking to add a fourth program based in Brooklyn. Our use of the Helen Hull Room at Geffen Hall had expanded far beyond that room's capacity to hold us, given all the other demands the Philharmonic had for that single room. So one of the first things Jessica did was to begin to negotiate for the use of rooms in the Rose Building across from Lincoln Center next to Juilliard. But along with this crescendo of activity were more major events. Ted Whippard 
had decided to leave his position after 14 illustrious years as Philharmonic Vice President, Director of Education, effective February 2018. If this weren't enough, Deborah Borda, our brilliant new CEO, hired a public relations director with the imposing title Vice President of External Affairs. His name was Adam Crane. Adam was grounded in St. Louis, a big Cardinals baseball fan, and had worked with Deborah in L.A. My first meeting with him was in Ted's office, and though pleasant and positive, I had little expectation of the effect Adam would have on the entire program. And yet I sensed something in Adam's approach to his position. Somewhere around early that January, I invited Adam to have a beer across the street. He became more and more intrigued by the VYC program. I played for him one of the recent VYC orchestral pieces on my cell phone. His eyes lit up. He seemed to grasp it immediately. He said, quote, No one anywhere is doing this kind of work. A month later, he observed the Young People's Concert for schools that Ted had put together as his farewell concert on the theme of the Harlem Renaissance. This turned out to be a very special concert. I and my teaching artists, Angelica Negron and Justin Hines, had worked with Cameron Cowan, our rising star, also Jordan Millar. In addition, there were Michael Pineda, Angelique Inseo, and Che Buford from the American Composers Orchestra class, and others working with TA's Danny Felsenfeld and the ACO's Kevin James. J.D. Gerson conducted, one of the most accomplished conductors I've ever worked with. Oh, and by the way, Che Buford's work, he was a teenager, was titled If We Must Die. Now, this was written after the Junius Edwards story of 1946 of the same name. I mention this because it was a wrenching story about voting rights for people of color. A contemporary issue, if ever there was one, is one. <laughs> Cameron's work, Harlem Shake, seemed to beg for a dancer to express its movement and drive. Cameron, from PS11 in Brooklyn, wanted to express a dance popular in the Harlem Renaissance. She said she'd be glad to have a dancer choreograph a dance to her piece. We had already been working with El Puente in Brooklyn, thanks to Paolo Prestini, and we had seen one of the VYC students there, 11-year-old Perseus Cordero, choreograph her own composition. In short, Perseus did an incredible job interpreting Cameron's work. Jordan Millar's work, Boogie Down, Uptown, was a serious but swinging work showing her skill at bringing together musical idioms. Michael Pineda's work, Just Out of Reach, it was called, it was in itself a major event. If you'll indulge me just for a moment here, let me quote a response to Michael's work. Quote, we were wondering how Michael Pineda's piece, a more serious formal work, would go over with the audience at this moment. But after Michael gave a very clear, articulate explanation to the entire audience of how in life we try to attain what we desire, but finding it perpetually just out of reach. 
Kristen, the narrator, sitting on the edge of the stage, up and comments, Oh, man, that's deep. And it was just the right thing to say at the moment. I could see the audience as one, leaning forward, focusing on Michael's opus. The orchestra and conductor J. D. Gerson performed it with passion and flair. The beauty and formal integrity of the work was palpable, and the audience responded accordingly. Yet another magic moment to cap that week's riches. In the balcony, in the management's box, Adam Crane and other officials of the Philharmonic were observing this. We were getting the enthusiastic audience we've often gotten, but this time someone was listening who truly understood what was occurring and what the potential was. Adam was convinced the VYC should be a part of all the young people's concerts, be included on the main Summer Parks concerts, and form part of the Philharmonic's identity and liaison to the community. At first, I didn't understand how ground-shaking this would be, but it soon became apparent. Plans were immediately laid with support of the artistic director, Isaac Thompson, and with the blessing of Deborah Borda to include two of our girls' works on the Parks concerts that summer of 2018. It was a matter of fortunate timing, combining with long years of preparation, experimentation, and readiness to fulfill the opportunity. The girls, 11-year-old Cameron and Jordan, were also ready for prime time, Woo. being articulate speakers as well as composers. Not only that, but through Adam, Phyllis Mills, and established board activist Susie Rose, the Philharmonic made it clear that they felt that the international affiliates and student exchanges that I had been establishing were valid and of help to the Philharmonic, including, as we've said, those of Israel, Korea, Finland, UK, Japan, Palestine, Brazil, Venezuela, and the Middle East. <laughs> wow, that's a long list. It's amazing to think that we had brought VYC kids from all these countries and more to New York and accompanied our kids out to them. Was I in heaven? <laughs> you bet. There was a moment at the concert in Prospect Park, Brooklyn. Cameron and Jordan were from Brooklyn, where I was sitting a bit away from the band shell. Deborah Borda introduced the girls, they spoke briefly, and after their works were played, I was shocked to see that the entire audience of some 30,000 rose to their feet and cheered roaringly. Now, having played many years of Parks concerts, I knew that this was unprecedented. Maybe I shouldn't have been so surprised, but believe me, after all the years of struggle to get this program accepted seriously and to see it blossom into an international movement, I couldn't contain myself. I turned aside and broke into tears. Even the pre-concert event of the YPC of Saturday, February the 3rd, 2018, was unbelievably exciting and fruitful. It started with the VYC Showcase, which in those days was held on the main stage at Geffen Hall at 1 p.m. All three composers, aged 10 to 12, wrote amazing, resonant pieces. Leif, 
who performed dazzlingly in his own piece as percussionist, Eliza, who's beautiful all day, every day, and Kyler's War and Peace, <laughs> no less a title than that. They were all about 10 or 11 years old. The six New York film musicians were wonderful. Amy, Tom, Howard, Satoshi, Justin, and our T.A. Avery. Bill Gord, of course, masterminded the whole project, as always. The last composer was Kyler himself. And after his intense and complex piece about coming up through, coming up from slavery through music, imagine that title, I asked him to stay on stage and help me get an audience kid up to conduct Leonard Bernstein's New York, New York. <laughs> what else? So Kyler and I got a six-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl to conduct our musicians. But the kicker is that Kyler, he was a 10-year-old himself. He had just that morning gotten a basic conducting lesson from me, and now he proceeds to elbow me aside to give these kids his lesson on conducting and does an amazing job. I was almost in tears. These little kids, wide-eyed, were clearly in awe of Kyler, trying to do exactly as he demoed. They gazed at him, gradually slowing down their tempi, and our musicians dutifully, as instructed, following them precisely. <laughs> at the end, the audience was spellbound, cheering. 